Yes. Find when I found out what alopecia was was caused from. It's you know when they tell you oh you have scarring alopecia or you have CCA alopecia they tell you always oh, become it comes from oh tight braids or wearing wigs or hot combs or uh um perms you know the chemical perms but it it stems way more than that it starts in the body first before that becomes the issue you know um those can be like surface issues but there's an internal issue why it allowed it to even happen. The natural hair journey can seem challenging and leaving you to feel unsure and stuck. It may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each episode, we'll take a look into strategies so you can gain a better understanding on how to overcome those moments in your natural hair journey. So grab your olive oil and let's comb through those tangles and apply strategies and steps to overcome those roadblocks to having healthy and growing natural hair. Welcome back to Luminix Essentials Texture Talk Podcast. I am your host, Carol Maxineau. I am in the business of inspiring and empowering women with Afro-textured hair to overcome her struggles and her unknown certainty so that she can have healthy and growing hair. And that one thing is getting your hair point. In order to do so, you must have healthy and or growing natural hair. So welcome back again. Today, we have a great guest. She is a beautiful woman. She is a coily girl. And she's a definitely member in the new natural hair community member group that I have on Facebook. But I was so impressed when I was on a hair consultation with her that not only was she can, you know, had some tweaks that she wanted to adjust in her regimen, but she also revealed to me her story that she had experienced alopecia and she came on a way on how to overcome that. So I want to introduce you to. Beyondra Edgehill. Miss Beyondra, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited that you're here and thank you for joining on Luminix Essential Texture Talk podcast. And I just wanted to bring you on so you can share your story of how you went about to overcome alopecia, which is a form of hair loss, and what led you to see the great growth um, in that journey that you experienced. So can you share us the story about what you discovered or how do you discovered you actually had alopecia? Okay. Um, it's now been over 10 years ago when I first was diagnosed with alopecia and how I found it. I found a quarter size bald spot in the top of my head, right in the middle of where my crown is. And I went to a dermatologist and the dermatologist did a biopsy where she took a small piece of my scalp and, you know, sent it to the lab and had it analyzed. And when it came back, she said I had scarring alopecia. Now with scarring alopecia, you're not known to, for your hair to grow back, but it is known, it is, there are cases where your hair can grow back. So she started me with steroid shots into my scalp very painful, very expensive, but um, I did it for maybe a couple of weeks I did it for, and the hair did come back. 
But after, as time went on, I moved to Georgia three years ago. No, yeah, three years ago. And at that time, I, well, let me take it back. After, I, after the cortisone shots and my hair started to grow back, I didn't put no more chemicals in my hair. So I went and had my hair locked. So I had locks in my hair. And for over five years, I had locks in my hair, growing beautifully. I had locks down my back. And three years ago, I moved to Georgia. And as I'm getting my hair done one day, as I'm doing my hair one day, I did a style. And I happened to look, bend my head over and look in the mirror. And I noticed all my hair was gone again in the, in the top of my head. I'm like, where did my hair go? Because I never saw my locks fall out, nothing. So with alopecia, the hair gradually falls out. And you don't even notice it when it's falling out. That's the scary part of it. You look up one day and you're bald in areas of your hair and you don't, you don't even understand where your hair went. But as the years went by, I started uh, researching. After I cut my locks off and I went strictly natural again. And I started researching and I found out that alopecia starts in the stomach. It's an autoimmune disease, like uh, lupus and... Um, anything blood diseases and um it's called leaky gut syndrome and with leaky gut syndrome what it does the food that you eat if you don't chew it up enough the the particles of your food will will bore holes into your lining of your intestines when those small tiny holes open up in your intestines the juices from in your intestines seep out into your your bloodstream and into your system and that causes an autoimmune disease. And that's what causes your hair to come out. That's what causes the inflammation, the burning, the itching, all of that. And I've, I've throughout the, the research, I've learned to change my diet where I, I do regular detoxes. Um, I try and eat more vegetables. Um, I try and drink more water. And I'm, what I'm trying to do is go meat free. No more animal products, no dairy, no eggs, no cheese, none of that. And it would be easier if I could just, if I could do, do it by myself, but I have family where I have to cook for them. So it's harder for me to go meat free when they eat meat. So that means I have to cook two separate dinners. <laughs> wow. So it's a little hard, but, but it can be done. It can be done. Wow. So, so you're saying that the reason that you discovered why you had the alopecia because of the gut, the syndrome of the gut that yes. affected the hair loss. And yes. now you are discovering that for you, and it can help other people as well who experience the same thing as you, is that changing your diet could be a lot to do with what is going on within your body that can trigger some inflammation, that can trigger some negative outcomes that you will see Yes, not just alopecia, many diseases, even cancer. You can, when God created us, he created our bodies good. He didn't create us sick. And where we had to be sick enough to go to a doctor and get a pill and get well. He created our bodies good. So our bodies were created to, to heal itself. And the only way we can heal ourselves, we have to put the right products into our bodies so that our bodies can function in the right manner. Back in those, back in those, you know, 40 and, and back when Jesus and all them was alive, 
the food that they ate is nothing compared to what we eat now. All the processing, all the preservatives, all the stuff that's in our food now, they didn't have, everything they had was, was fresh. The, the rain was even fresh. The rain we have now is, is polluted because of all the industrial um, buildings that we have, the smoke, the car pollution, you know, every, everything has changed. So even the food, the water, and all those things have changed. But if, once we become conscious of the things that we put into our, into our mouth and into our bodies, we can change a lot of things that we're going through. And the number one killer is inflammation. Wow. Now, I like how you touched the basis on comparing to how food was produced many years, decades ago, centuries ago, as compared to in modern days. I definitely see that because you, see, you have a lot of pesticides that's going around. You have a lot of um, these other synthetic man-made ingredients that, that is on the food that helps to regenerate the food or um, what do they call it? A GMO processing. I mean, you have all these right. man-made right. alterations that are used to grow genetically modified food. Yes. And, and you wonder why when we ingest these things, we have the medical conditions that we have. It could be definitely linked to what we are eating because they say, quote unquote, you are what you eat. So if we can get back onto eating healthier, but also being a little bit more selective, I guess, as you're probably saying, is eat more of organic food um, that can maybe help to at least minimize the other genetic food that we are ingesting can maybe help to, you know, resolve the inflammation or to any other things that our body are taking upon itself or changing within ourselves to cause these issues. If we, you know, I don't mean to make this biblical, but if you read your word in Genesis, when God created the earth, he created seed first. So let's, let's take it back to our roots. Let's go back to the earth. And that's where God, cre when he created man, he, he didn't create animals till he, he created man. That's when he wanted Adam to name all the animals. But I really don't believe that God designed us to, to consume and be able to digest animal meat. I, I just don't. I believe that seeds and, and berries and fruits and vegetables was supposed to be of our diet. We were supposed to have dominion over the animals, not to eat them. So therefore, you're saying that it'd be better if we go back to eating the herbs, the leaves, the fruits as medicine for our body. Yes. Wow. Do you hear that, everyone? Now, she's not imposing you to become a vegetarian or vegan. She's just saying that if you maybe take out the animal products that you're eating, it may be one of the, the source that you will need to get much better or get healthier. Is that what you're probably suggesting? Yes. Because if you, if, you, if you research milk, cow's milk, cow's milk is for baby cows. It's not for us. Just like breast milk is for our babies. You know, that's what nourishes and, and feeds and, and, and grows our children is breast milk. So why would you drink cow's milk when it's not made for you? Wow. Actually, I came across a reading like that where that's where I guess where they're having um, almond milk, cashew, cashew milk as a form of replacement instead of using or drinking cow milk. Because I actually read an article right. about it. And so let us know a little bit more about the alopecia, a little bit more in depth now. What other um, remedies that you use aside from changing your diet to help along 
with your hair loss to promote the growth or, or the inflammation? Well, with, with alopecia, because of inflammation, you have to be very careful of what you put on your scalp. It has to be, it, it has to be so natural that it's almost like water. Because of chemicals, different chemicals can cause that inflammation to, to flare up and can cause the hair to, to um, fall out again. Because I had an incident where I used some eco-styler <laughs> and that eco-styler caused my scalp to burn and everywhere it burned, my hair fell out. So I, I resulted to now making flaxseed gel. I know that's, that's just as, as, um, that's, uh, as natural as it can possibly get. Cause it's nothing but a, a, a seed and some water. And when you, when, you, when you soak it, it makes a gel. And that gel, it, it works perfect on the hair. It keeps the hold, it defines your hair, and you don't have to worry about any chemicals seeping into your scalp, into your brain, into your bloodstream. You don't have to worry about any of that. You know, but alopecia, it doesn't just hit women. It hits men as well. Men get alopecia. Children can get alopecia. Because of the, the autoimmune disease of it, anybody can get alopecia. So it does not. And the, the number one key to alopecia is inflammation. Wow! And discovering what the and discovering what the cause of inflammation definitely like what you've done. You discover it started in your gut. Now, when yeah. you went to the doctor, and I'm sure you have because that's how you got diagnosed with the uh, scarring alopecia. Correct? What treatments? Yes. What intervention that they gave you? that you saw was a help or was not a help that possibly led you to do more further research? Did, did they come and let you know, like, this is the reason why you have alopecia, this is from your gut, or this is the reason why you have alopecia because it's from other sources? Did they tell you that directly or was that more discovered on your own through your research, going a little deeper? Let me know about your doctor visits. Can you share a little bit more on that? Yes. Fine. When I found out what alopecia was was caused from it's you know when they tell you oh you have scarring alopecia or you have cca alopecia they tell you always oh, become it comes from oh tight braids or wearing wigs or hot combs or uh um perms you know the chemical perms but it, it stems way more than that it starts in the body first before that becomes the issue you know um those can be like surface issues, but there's an internal issue why it allowed it to even happen. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it could be people that, that have never worn a wig, never had a hot comb, never had a perm, never wore tight braids, but still end up with alopecia. That's so now what do you tell them? You know what? Now what do you tell them? Men don't get perms. Men don't wear wigs. Men, men, you know, men don't, you know, some men don't wear braids. So how do men get alopecia? So it, it can't always be, you know, something that you did to the, to the scalp. It's an internal thing. And the, when I went to the doctors, they never told me to change my diet. They never told me that it had anything to do with the inner me. It was always the surface. They always tried to medicate the surface. When I started doing my research is when I found out I had to heal the inner me, heal my gut. And that would heal my scalp. And that's when my hair started to grow. My scalp is still a little tender because I'm still using uh, products, some products, you know, from, from the shelf. I'm not always using all 
uh, organic or healthy products. But my scalp is still a little tender, but that's that I'm working on that. But my hair is starting to grow back in places where I had no hair. There was a, a um, I had a complete part down the middle of my head. I have two two spots on the left and the right side of my head that were skin bald. But now there, there's hair growing around there because of time and and healing of my stomach. Wow. You know, but when you, when you go to the doctors, they don't tell you this. They they just they give you minoxidil. Uh, Rogaine. They tell you go get you some Rogaine and put it on your scalp. That stuff is number one is expensive. Number one is expensive and it's unhealthy for you. If you do your research on 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 Rogaine and Minoxidil, Minoxidil can also cause you to gain weight. You'll be gaining weight in the you in the process of using it and not even know why you're gaining weight. But but still in all, your hair is still not growing back. And minoxidil, you, if, if the hair does grow back, your hair falls out first, and then the new hair comes in, and you have to continually use that minoxidil for the entire lifespan of you, because if you stop, your hair will fall out again. Oh my God. So it sounds like it's contra-addictive. Um, you lose your hair, the hair that you really don't have, or is trying to grow you lose that first and then it regrows so it's like a constant cycle lose grow lose grow and uh, and i'm assuming it just grows thinner and thinner or just become thin as it is right. as it loses and replaces correct okay so i'm glad yeah. you, i'm glad you're sharing your story because i'm sure there are women as well as men or children um who are probably experiencing the similarity so this can definitely be more of awareness or or the reason why they're using this type of medication or medications that they're giving and they wonder why i'm losing my hair mm -hmm. and yet it grows back very slowly but i know it will grow back slow but why am i still losing my hair and i'm thinking it's going to help to grow my hair but it's doing the opposite so let's let's let, let's go right. a little deeper now since you noticed that you went to the doctor and they gave you the medication intervention and you noticed that it wasn't successful for you and through your own research you know that your gut was one of the the main reasons that causes the inflammation because things were like not um of balance what have you done now to use to help to grow your hair to help to minimize the inflammation because i know that you said that um right now you are using some type of manufactured products but you are very careful of what you're using but what has really helped you to really see the growth um, prior to where you are now? What have you used? What have you done to help with the growth of your hair and to tone down inflammation? Mainly just patience. Patience and time and not, you know, getting overexerted, not putting a whole lot of stuff because I was a product junkie in the beginning and I, and I, and I couldn't see the growth in my hair because I was just putting too much stuff on my hair, expecting it to, to help. Product does not grow your hair. That's number one. Product does not grow your hair. You have to stop and let your hair grow. The number one thing to do, make sure you keep a clean scalp and keep your hair moisturized. Those are the main two things. Product does not grow hair. But as long as you keep your scalp clean, where that, that hair can come out of a healthy scalp, and your hair is moisturized where it's not dry and brittle and breaking off, you will see length retention. 
I'm so glad you said that. I And that's one thing I do advocate heavily, that products do not grow your hair. And sometimes when I do say that, I get like the silence mode, like sounds crickets, like what do you mean? And I'm glad that you were able to really um, define why products do not grow your hair because products are just used to help to maintain the characteristics of your hair, but they don't necessarily um, grow your hair. Yes, they facilitate maybe some ingredients that help, but not necessarily. They're just there to maintain what you have but the growth comes from within, like you said, from within. Everything comes from within. Your hair is con your hair is constantly growing. Your hair, no matter what you do, your hair is constantly growing all the time. The problem is is retaining length. That's the problem. Your hair is growing, 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 but you're not keeping it moisturized. You're not keeping your scalp clean. You you still pulling on it. You still putting tight braids, and you still covering it up with wigs. And the hair does not get a chance to grow in, in a proper manner because it's still, you, whatever you're doing to it is causing it to break again. So you're never seeing the length retention. Absolutely. Um, not to come against those who wear wigs or, or wreaths or on their hair, but I noticed for me, especially last year when I was resorted to wearing wigs as a form of a protective hairstyle. Yes, I'll keep my hair braided. And then I will put like, you know, the, um, the wig cap on. But I noticed that along the edge of my hairline, it started to thin out. And mm -hmm. me, you know, that I advocate so much for Afro texture hair care. I'm like, why is this happening to me? Until I look back and to see what I was doing to my hair. Nothing different, nothing different that I was using with any products but it came back to the wig because of the constant pressure along my hairline started to recede the hairline and the cap on top of it. And then I realized I need to stop wearing it. I need to stop putting that pressure along my hairline. So even if you're not, listen to me listeners, even if you're not wearing uh, tight uh, braids to cause your follicles to pull out, cause we all know that wearing tight braids or any type of pulling or traction along your follicle can cause your hair to thin out gradually and then resort to some type of spots, bald spots. But if you are wearing wigs, if you're a wig wearer, be careful of, of where you are placing the edge of the wig along your hairline because it could be one of the reasons why your hairline is also thinning out and you're losing your edges. Because I noticed that happened to me and I had to stop that immediately. And also if you're wearing, yes. or the glue as well, right? right is that what they call Beyonce, the glue? What do they call it, frontal, yeah, frontal the wig? lace front wig. Lace front wigs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not much of a wig mm -hmm. wearer, but those who are wig wearers out there, be careful of that too. Um, do you want to share a little bit more insight on that? If you know a little bit more about the lace front wigs, because I really don't know because I don't wear them, but I know I just have worn just a regular wig. And I know that it caused my hairline to recede uh, to some extent. Not a lot, thank God, because I caught it early. But I noticed there was a slow, gradual uh, receding. But my, thank God my, my follicles are, are fine <laughs> and it grew back, but I had to stop that. I noticed that last year. But anything you do in excessiveness can cause a problem. And it's nothing wrong with wearing wigs. It's nothing wrong with wearing braids. It's nothing wrong with any of that. Just don't do it in excessive behavior. Oh, I was doing, I was wearing Give all you. the time. 
as my form yeah, of protection. A lot of women do. Yeah, as yeah, as form as just resting my hair and not bothering with it, washing and let it go. But I noticed that it affected my mm -hmm. hairline because I just wore wore it most of the time. And then I and then I realized And that's how I started my hair to grow back since since I, I cut my locks out. I'm not getting my hair retwisted every month or whenever I got it retwisted. Now what I do, I, I wash my hair, I deep condition my hair, and I may twist it up with the conditioner in it, and I wear that all week until I have to go somewhere, and then I'll rinse my hair out and do something to it. But I'm leaving my hair in its natural state, and I'm not pulling on it. Even just playing in your hair can cause breakage. Oh, yeah. Even just playing in your hair can cause breakage. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're leaving, leaving your hair alone and giving it time to grow, it's, it only grows, I think they said a half an inch a month. That is not a lot. That is not a lot. So in, in, in order for you to see some growth, you would have to keep your hands out of your hair for a whole year in order for you to see some growth. Just washing your hair and being, you know, being real careful with it when you detangle. Make sure that you're using something that has good slip to it to detangle your hair. Using a good detangling tool, a good brush, or a good comb. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive. Want to know how you can support this podcast? First, subscribe to Luminix Essentials Texture Talk podcast and send this link out to all your curly girl friends so that it can sustain its further reach so that they too can become active listeners to receive the benefits and growth in their hair care journey. Now, let's continue on in this episode. Expensive products. That, that's the, that's the, uh, the gimmick that they, they put out here for money. It doesn't have to be expensive products. No, we have natural not. stuff right in our own cabinets that we can use on our hair. Absolutely. And it works just as well. Absolutely. I know that I had a hair consultation with uh, a lady just recently uh, last week, and I know she was on a, a budget friendly. So I pretty much guided her just to use natural product as a moisturizer and also as a DC. And I um, follow up with her, see how she's doing with that, because I know she's on a budget friendly thing, which is, you know, it happens. But she came back to me, honestly, and um, she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. This has helped me. This has helped me. And one of the, and one of the ingredients that I told her to use is aloe vera, aloe vera juice. And I told her how to- Aloe vera is so, it's such a, an important ingredient in hair, uh, hair uh, products. Absolutely. Even you, using the actual, the actual leaf is even better than that juice that they sell in the, in the, in the bottle. Because what aloe vera does, it rebuilds old cells. It will help you, it will strengthen your follicles if you use it long enough. Just taking the aloe vera leaf and cutting it open and applying it to your scalp and leaving it on your hair for a couple of minutes as a conditioner for your hair, the slip is impeccable. So you can even detangle with it. So you don't even have to worry about using something to detangle with. Absolutely. And that's one of the, then uh, that's one of the key ingredients I told her to use to help with the conditioning is definitely incorporate aloe vera gel and some other things I shared with her. But if you want to know more of that, definitely uh, join the new natural hair community membership and we go deeper into natural hair remedies because yeah. if you are on a budget friendly, 
there are natural remedies that you can use to compensate for the same same product that you can use like whether it's a cleanser whether it's a conditioner or whether it's a hair styler like the uh, flaxseed gel it, it has its useful use so if you want to be a part of that community definitely there's a link below where it say new natural hair uh, community membership or message me and we will get you started so you could be on your way to healthy natural growing hair so let's get back to you dear because you are sharing you are dropping some <laughs> gems here <laughs> you are dropping some gems here um beyond just very knowledgeable and natural being blessed from what i'm giving because alopecia is a long journey it is a long journey back to your hair some women have given up and just said you know what i'm just gonna smack a wig on it or i'm gonna put some weave in it and i'm not even gonna try and get my hair back but you can get your hair back even even women that have gone through chemotherapy can get their hair back even though the doctors say, oh, your hair never go back, that's not true. If you keep your scalp clean and you, you pamper that scalp, your hair will grow back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And um, I know that you are a, uh, you went to school for, uh, for culinary, right? culinary yes 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 which is why you are so fantastic and what you're doing which is why you know what ingredients to to remedy yourself so you are definitely doing great things now thank you what is one of your great uh natural hair ingredients that you like to use or to help to be a part of your hair care regimen avocado <laughs> I love me some avocado in my hair. Avocado, avocado and aloe vera. Those two together and ayurvedic products. They're powders. Those are um very good powders. They're um they're Indian powders. They they and they actually use some of them for seasoning like henna, amla, shikai kai. Um those are very good products to put into your hair cuz they strengthen your hair and also you can use them for color as well. Na that's a natural color wow and where can you get these precisely um i get a lot of my ayurvedic products from hennasook.com mm -hmm. um hennasook who else hennasook has good product um nat nature gal on instagram has has good um healthy products and it her all her products are natural they, they don't have any chemicals in their products no preservatives either. Wow. Um, those are the two two main ones that I really like using is those two, Hennessook and Nature Gal. Wow, absolutely. And those resources will be provided in the show notes. And I'll get that from Bianca. So you ladies or men <laughs> can definitely uh, go to that link to get more insight about what she just shared. Now, Bianca. What is your favorite hairstyle? Do you have a favorite hairstyle? I mean, we were talking That's about not, products all and ingredients, but do you have a favorite hairstyle? What works for all you? All I do is a wash and go. Repeat that again. <laughs> I said, all I do is a wash and go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought, because, because of the alopecia and the fact that because my hair has areas that you know, that are, it's like my hair is uneven because of the alopecia, because I have areas that were bald. 
so the hair has not grown out to match the rest of my hair, the length of my hair. So a wash and go works for me. Where with a twist out, I can't do, you know, when you're doing a twist out, your hair has to be even when you're doing a twist out. You can't borrow, you can't do none of that in order for it to turn out right. And with my hair, I can't, I have to borrow because I have uneven hair and it just doesn't come, turn out right for me. So I said, you know what? Those who have, have good hair can deal with the, the twist out. Me, I will stick to my wash and go, smack some gel in it and move, keep it moving. <laughs> wow. I know that um, I, I've tried the wash and go, like I remember talking with you about it. And it comes out not as I thought it would be visually. Um, I know as I do it, my curls feel very defined and they're popping, but when it dries, it just shrinks up. So for me, I'm the opposite. I have to stretch my hair. I have to twist it or braid it just to get that uh, wavy look to make it at least less tang, tang uh, not tangled or matted, but the wash and go, mm -hmm. it does the opposite. It becomes matted when it's dry and I can't deal with this. So I have mm -hmm. to uh, stretch my hair where you just put on your nice gel and you can define your curls. When you do your wash and go, are you using a leave-in? Yes, I do use or a leave-in. are you just putting it? I do, I do, but, oh, okay. but I know when it dries, it just tends to kind of, a little matte, a little tangle, and I just have to, not a whole lot, mm -hmm. not a whole lot, but I do notice some kind of little bit of tangle uh, at the end or the hair just, you know, wrap around itself, of course. But for me to make it more manageable mm -hmm. and uh, less of a tangle uh, issue, I just keep it twisted or braided. Um, and then I just unravel it and that'll be my twist out and braid out. And then I'll just put in an updo if I feel like it. So that works for me. But I did try the washing. I wish I could just twist my hair, put it in an updo and go. <laughs> So you see, ladies, so you see, ladies, um, even though our hair may look the same, um, there are styles that just may not work for us. So that's why your hair is so unique to you. But it doesn't mean that you should get discouraged. Know what works for you, know what style works for you, and know what products work for you so you can be on your way to healthy and or growing hair. So you can have that less breakage and that less tangle. And, and also ingredients that may, you know, cause inflammation, get rid of that. But you got to identify, you got to dig a little deeper to see what is the issue, right? Right, Beyondra? Yes. Yes. And, and infl inflammatory foods is AIDS, uh, dairy, all dairy, put it that way, all dairy causes inflammation. Uh, animal, animal products, meat causes inflammation. Uh, some, some... Gluten. You got some vegetables. I heard about some vegetables, well, or even some gluten or gluten. You may have a bloatness to gluten as well. In your, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into that gluten thing because we've been eating gluten all our life, and they they say gluten is nothing. Gluten is nothing but flour. You know what's in bread, so that's something we've been eating all our life, and um, I believe it's just something else that they're adding, and they're they're calling it gluten free. You know, just just to you know to put a price tag to it. Oh wow, wow! You know, because I've heard that glue. I'm gluten sensitive. You know, but how you be? How do you become gluten sensitive? When gluten you've been eating all your life, and I notice nowadays that a lot of children 
not just children, but adults as well, are having food sensitive allergies. And that's, a, that's another thing that you can do. If you suspect you have alopecia, go to an allergist and find out if you have any food sensitivities. Because mm. that is what that too can cause you to have alopecia. Wow. Um, wow. I'm glad you shared that because with your experience with alopecia, you know what else to look for as a resource. So for those of you who may not know what else is going on with your hair when it comes to uh, hair loss or these uh, bald spots that are growing and expanding, definitely take her advice. Use as another resource. Uh, get a allergen test. See what else is going on. And, 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 and it could be one of the reasons that can help to eliminate certain things out of your diet. Correct? Yeah. When I when my son was born, my son he had he started getting eczema. He used to had get the red spots on his cheeks, and took him come to find out he was allergic to eggs. He's allergic to all dairy, and he was allergic to his own baby food because there was eggs in the baby food. So when you when even when with your children when you see your children getting eczema or any type of skin rash. It, that can be a food-sensitive rash. So have them tested to see if they're allergic to any type of food. Because it can be as simple as some, a nut, or it could be as simple as something like soy. soy. What is soy? People don't even know what soy is. Soy is not even a real bean. There is no such thing as the soybean. So in, in soybean milk, is so dangerous. They say soybean milk has so much estrogen in it that you might as well be taking birth control pills. Wow, 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 wow. You wonder why our, our children are so obese because a lot of the food that they eat are, in, are full of soy. And that's why our, our, our sons growing up with, with man boobs and our daughters you know, are, are filled out more than they should be at 12 and 13 years old because of the soy that's in their food. Wow. Dropping those knowledge on us. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, especially coming from a culinary background where you do um, study about foods and how you can use them in your cooking and also the, the diet that comes along with that, the nutrition that comes along with that. Thank you so much for sharing that a lot. If you don't appreciate it, listeners, I don't know what else I can say, but she's dropping this knowledge. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. I appreciate you. you. Yes, I believe that you are what you eat, but knowledge is power. Knowledge yeah. is power. If you want to heal your body, heal what you eat. Make pay attention to what you put into your mouth. If you want to heal, you can get off of diabetes medication. You can get off heart medication. You can get off all these these medications that they putting on the TV and they put down in a little fine print will cause you to have a heart attack. Get, cause you to have bloody eyes and a runny nose, all this stuff, all these uh, side effects to this medication. Why would you want to take something that's supposed to cure you and cause more damage to your body? Very true. Very true. Wow. When you can just eat your way to a healthy body. Right. And the way to eat a healthy body is definitely do your research, definitely get rid of certain things and know what works for you. Again, not saying that what I eat will heal you, but right. it may help you, right? If that's what you're suggesting. It may help you. Yes. It, it may, may help, help you. It may help you. Love it, love it, love it. So but just be open-minded. No one's not trying to tell you what to do with your diet. No one's not telling you, stop eating this, stop eating that. But 
why don't you take the time out? Be open-minded. Don't always go by 100%. And do your own research. Yes. Do your own research, like Beyonce say. The, the doctors are there to, um, you know, to guide you, to help you, but they, doctors don't know it all. God knows it all. But it's your responsibility to do a, more research, to, un, to see what else could be the problem, and then help to get it resolved. Awesome. Love it, love it, love Doctors, it. Doctors, insurance companies, uh, pharmaceutical companies, they all in cahoots for your money. They are all in cahoots for your money. There, if there's a, a pill that can help you uh, uh, live, a, live your life with HIV, there is a cure. But the money is in the research, not in the cure. If they cure you, the hospitals will go bankrupt. The pharmaceutical companies will go bankrupt. The research companies will go bankrupt. So why would they cure you when they can keep you here suffering, taking 50 pills, and still dying with something else that you didn't even that you didn't even have, which can also lead to you other come things. in the door with, with heart problems and you go out because you stumped your toe and died from gangrene. And I remember the conversation that we had: like you can take these medication, but they come with side effects, and then you need to take another pill for that. Correct? Right, right. Then wow. you take another pill for it, and then that causes another problem. Heart medication works on your kidneys. Heart, I have a girlfriend right now on dialysis because she has congestive heart failure and that caused her kidneys to fail. So now she's waiting on a kidney transplant and God, you know, only God can keep her, you know, till she either gets one or he heal her on the other side, you know, but that's what, that's what can happen to you. Even um, diabetes medication causes heart problems. So now you got diabetes going to cause you a heart problem to put you on heart medication that's going to put you on kidney on a, on a dialysis machine. But where's the, where's the logic in this? When you can sit down every day and eat you a salad a day. One salad. We ain't saying eat all your meals being a salad. Just start off small with a salad a day. Eat more greens in your life. Drink more water in your life. Get up and get out and walk. Walk to the mailbox. Don't get in your car and drive. Walk to the mailbox. Walk to the store. Walk here. Walk there. Do get your body moving. Because we have become so lazy. Society has made us so lazy. They start when they started with the remote, that made us lazy. When they started with the microwave, that made it now we don't get up and cook no more. We go and pop it in the microwave. Boop, boop, boop. There it is. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> That's right. And, but these are the things that are killing us. And we don't even notice it. It's, you know, it's far more than just having alopecia. This is getting your, your mind right, getting your body right. Because once you renew your mind and you think a different way, you'll do things differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I, I heavily agree upon. It all starts with your mindset. Your mindset come first, changing your perception, being open-minded, and then be receptive to receive the information and decide what you want to do with it. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. So um, before we go with this great podcast with you, because you are dropping them gems, girl. You are just dropping them left to right. I love it. And again, Bianca is in our new Natural Hair Community uh, membership group, where we go deeper into topics that may not be 
uh, discussed in other hair groups. We are very different. We are God influenced as well. If you want prayer, if you want encouragement, if you want inspiration, this group is also for you. So we not only look at your, uh, your hair care, we look at it as a, you know, God guiding you in your journey because it can become discouraging, but you got to get the knowledge and we're here as we support you along the way. So Bianca, before we end this great podcast with you, because again, you are so blessed. God bless you with what you're doing and your knowledge and just sharing your story about alopecia and to help other women and men who just may be stuck and frustrated, like what else can I do about my hair? She says that, look into your gut. She says that maybe go get a allergen test, maybe eliminate certain uh, diets or ingredients that you may be uh, ingesting or putting on your scalp. Look a little deeper. Don't rely 100% on the doctors. Do your own research and be wise in what you're doing. So it can help you personally in your journey. So you can probably definitely help someone else out like how uh, Beyondra is helping you right now. So I hope this is actually ministering ministering to your heart and opening your your mind so you can be more knowledgeable and understandable of what what other causes that may be contributing to your hair loss okay but it, it starts with your mindset so um Beandra, what else would you like to share to our listeners that you want them to take away about alopecia or anything else that may come to your heart that you want to share before we uh, end this great podcast with you? Well, something I forgot to add to what what I what I take, I also take a tonic called Black Root Tonic. Black Root Tonic has yellow dock root, it has burdock root, it has sarsaparilla, it has Irish sea moss. Irish sea moss is amazing. It has Irish sea moss is like um, it's a natural collagen. It has silica in it. And silica is amazing for your hair, skin, and nails. Um, I'll, when we when we're done, I'll give you all the links to all the stuff, especially um your black root tonic. That is a made that right there, and I believe that is what started my hair starting to grow back. I started to see the little coils coming up out of the areas that were bald when I started taking the black seed tonic. Wow. So yes. Okay. So you use that. Okay. I'm glad that you uh, brought that to a remembrance. So if you listeners out there want to know more about that, again, the links will be provided so you can go to the resource and purchase it. Hey, again, it may help you out, but do your research and know what works for you and know what you're sensitive to as well. And is there anything you'd like to share to our listeners about alopecia or how to care for the hair with alopecia? I just want to say, everybody, do your research, get healthy, drink more water, become more active, and keep God first. God is the the main source here, you know, in everything that you do. Keep him first, and all things shall be added unto you. Amen. Thank you so much, Bianca, for joining us today, sharing your story, your experience, and dropping those gems on how to take care of our body inside as well as outside. You have been a great inspiration on the on this podcast and I'm sure and I know it will touch others or at least one person out there to take the action like you've done. And I just want to say thank you so much. So thank you again, my listeners, for joining in to another episode of Luminix Essentials Texture Talk Podcast. I am your host, Carol Maxineau, your natural hair consultant, author, and your natural curl champion, giving you 
those gems of inspiration and empowering you to overcome those challenges when you are not sure on how to properly care for your hair. And that one thing is getting your hair on point. In order to do that, you must take action to get your hair healthy so you can see that growth and that moisturized hair so you, you can retain that length, girl. And I will see you again on our next episode. Thank you and God bless. Thank you so much for supporting Luminix Essentials Texture Talk podcast. If you are ready to join a community of women just like you who want to advance in her knowledge to overcome the struggles, the uncertainties when it comes to managing her textured hair, well, guess what? My community is definitely for you. If you want to join today, definitely click the link below and there you can subscribe to become a monthly member. With that, you get live lesson topics, trainings, you get your own access to your hair portal where I have these great phenomenal bonuses and gifts that are waiting for you. Free consultation with me whenever you feel that you need more support. I am there to guide you and to support you along each way. So if you're ready, definitely click the link below or message me to sign up for the new Natural Hair Community Membership and I will see you inside. Let's get our hair healthy and growing. Remember girl, you're not alone.